Hi there, Andrew here. We're putting feelers out for the idea of sponsors for the show. We have grown to a sizable audience of legal professionals, and we'd love to find a way to get the resources to continue to grow the show and spend more time on it. This might take the form of more longer form, maximum minimum competence episodes, or longer daily episodes, or maybe short interviews. We've had a couple of inquiries regarding sponsorship, but want to get feedback from all of you, the listeners. If you have thoughts or have a sponsor in mind that you think would be a good fit, shoot me an email at andrew at We're still very much in the brainstorming stage, so all ideas are good ideas. So ends the housekeeping segment. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Monday, March 13th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Gina Leahy, a real estate and finance attorney from Philadelphia. In today's episode, we have Silicon Valley Bank collapsing and sending a cloud of bank choking dust throughout the finance sector, New York seeking to reduce waste, and do not pay getting sued for not doing the stuff it says it does on the tin. Let's stand tall against the headwinds of today's legal stories. In the top news, by a long shot, over the weekend, Silicon Valley Bank, a bank that's name tells you as much about its life and death, hit some rough seas. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, the only publicly traded bank focused on Silicon Valley and startups, has sent ripples through both the tech and finance industries. The bank's parent company, SVB Financial Group, announced it had sold $21 billion of securities from its portfolio at a loss of $1.8 billion and would sell an additional $2.25 billion in new shares to shore up its finances. Prominent venture capitalists such as Peter Thiel instructed clients to pull their money from the bank, and efforts to raise new equity or find a buyer were abandoned, leading to SVB being put into receivership. The U.S. pledged to fully protect all SVB depositors' money, and the Fed announced an emergency lending program to give cash-squeeze banks easier terms on short-term loans. Two other lenders, Silvergate Capital Corp. and Signature Bank, were also struggling for survival due to their ties with the crypto world. The Fed may reconsider the pace of interest rate increases due to concerns about financial strain. UK authorities will provide immediate support to depositors to allow companies to pay their staff and meet cash flow obligations. U.S. stock futures rallied more than 1%, and treasuries rose on the news that the U.S. would backstop depositors and shore up the banking sector. More on that backstop. The U.S. government launched emergency measures to shore up confidence in the banking system after the failure of Silicon Valley Bank threatened to trigger a broader financial crisis. The Federal Reserve has made it easier for banks to borrow from it in emergencies, and the failed bank's customers will have access to all of their deposits starting today. The measures provided some relief for Silicon Valley firms and global markets on Monday, but worries about broader banking risks remain, casting doubts over whether the Fed will stick with its plan for aggressive interest rate hikes. The Biden administration's intervention underscores to some how a relentless campaign by the Fed and other major central banks to beat back inflation is putting stress on the financial system and global markets. To others, it underscores how little we should be listening to VCs when they lecture policy officials on how the financial system should operate. New York Governor Kathy Hochul's proposal to require businesses such as Amazon, 3M, and Wegmans to pay for and reduce paper and packaging product disposal has been met with opposition from both environmental advocates and business groups. 
Environmentalists argue that the plan is not comprehensive enough and that waste reduction and management should be addressed outside of the state budget process. On the other hand, business leaders warn of increased costs and suggest creating a less burdensome program. Hochul's proposal aims to save local governments and taxpayers money while encouraging businesses to reconsider the sustainability of their packaging materials. Producers would be required to recycle or dispose of what they produce, with a recovery rate of 35% by 2029, a recycling rate of 25% for all covered materials by 2029, and a 15% reduction of packaging materials by 2034. Hochul's bill would use funds from producer registration fees to create grants for planning and implementation. Environmentalists are concerned about the limited time available to debate and create the law before the April 1st budget deadline. In comparison to the other three bills being considered by state lawmakers this year, environmentalists believe that Hochul's proposal is weak. A class action lawsuit has been filed against the Do Not Pay legal chatbot, alleging that it is engaged in the unauthorized practice of law and its legal services are substandard and poorly done. The lawsuit accuses Do Not Pay of violating California's unfair competition law by holding itself out as a lawyer and selling legal services without a law license. Do Not Pay, founded in 2015 to help people fight traffic tickets, expanded its services to include immigration applications, small claim suits, and other legal matters. Its founder, Joshua Browder, is a 2017 ABA Journal legal rebel. The lawsuit claims that the website's legal documents are substandard and, in some cases, inaccurate. The named plaintiff in the suit, Jonathan Faradin, used Do Not Pay to draft legal documents, but some of them were unusable due to errors. The lawsuit was filed by the Edelson Law Firm, and Do Not Pay gave a statement that the case would be cleared up once they respond in court. Thanks so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all of the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Gina and my co-host Andrew is at Andrew. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is part of the Esquire Cast Network of Podcasts and streams on esqstream.com. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, make like your favorite podcaster and keep all of your money tied up in wheat pennies. 